previously on Getting Dicey. You all bed down for the night, and you wake up. All of you are just feeling just a little bit stronger. Do you know why? Do you know why? You've all gone up to level six. You all head off out of the village of Barovia. All of you notice the winds stop and a bird just stops mid-flight. There's a shimmering on the road and out from the shimmering steps Needle and he spins this wheel. Oh, it looks like a good one. And you look down at your side and all of your weapons have just a slight glow to them and they will be classified as magical weapons for the next 24 in-game hours. Merican, you look up and you can just see this black bird circling overhead. The moment passes and, and you look back up in the sky and there's that bird just circling overhead. There's a clearing here, and next to a river, there are five colorful round tents. Why don't you just join us? I take the stein, and I hold it out. Clinks his stein against yours. I can't believe it. Madam Eva said you guys would be here, and here you are. I uh, heard the Strahd guy is a real jerk. Well, it depends who you are. We don't really have much of a beef with him. We found him. He was bleeding out. We rescued him. You know, when the whole vampire thing happened, he remembered. He, he looks after us. Yeah. We, we helped him out. He helps us out. It's nice and simple. Hey, does anyone uh, like pies? And I'm going to pull a <laughs> pie out of my sack. Wizard man, look at me. You just stay away from the windmill, all right? It's very dangerous. Anyway, why don't you go and see uh, Madame Eva? <laughs> Even yeah. when I first heard of Madame Eva, and now that he's said, go see Madame Eva, I've started kind of stromping Str- over there. You can just see magic flames from within, casting this uh, reddish glow over the interior of the tent. There are glints of light seeming to flash from a crystal ball on this table. At last you have arrived. Getting dicey. <laughs> Let's talk about first who's who is entering. So Morley, you've stepped in. Um, who else is following behind? I will. Yep, American. Shan- uh, I'll Brian. go in. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bill is Bill, uh, sort of heading into the tent as well. There's a nod from yes. Bill. And Loris, what's Loris doing? Just as Bill um, starts to head in, I'm assuming he's going to last. Um, Loris is just going to touch him on the shoulder and just go. Um, I might just step aside for for this one. I, I've got some business I need to attend to. So if you if you, I'll, I'll meet you back at the um, at the campfire when you guys are done. Is Laura's looking at the horses? <laughs> what is <laughs> what, what is he doing? I don't mean like Ismark's kind of business. He's like, I know what you're up to. <laughs> <laughs> <Drop a deuce. laughs> <laughs> right into the water. Yeah. Um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Big moonfish. <laughs> you guys um, all head in. Loris, we'll, co- we'll come back to you in a bit. Um, but you, you do notice that throughout this um, storytelling, throughout a lot of this, your time at this camp, both Irina and Ismark have kind of kept away. They're still just sort of hanging out near the path. They haven't really wanted any of what's happening here they know that you've gone down there to get some information and they're happy to leave you to it and the four of you um walk into the tent and and madame ava's just kind of just kind of crazily just laughing to herself at the table and she she looks up at you um and she says "Ah, oh well you're here this is this is so good she's uh," and she's very excited and she looks up at you morley 
Um, and she says, oh, Captain Morley, oh. so you're the first to come through these, uh, this tent. Oh, yeah, um, madam. Um, and Morley takes um, a very kind of cautious step forward into the tent. Yeah, and she looks down at one of the, the kombucha bottles um, at your side. And um, she says, well, why don't you come and sit over here? It's good to see that, you know, you've laid off the booze. It's, <laughs> it's good to see that you've, you've gotten through that hard time. The, the, boys, the boys from Burntwood Bay would be proud. At that, the hairs on the back of Morley's neck just kind of rise up a little bit and he kind of adjusts himself. <laughs> it's a, a time of my life I don't like to talk about too much, madam. Please sit, just sit. And she looks up at Mirakin walking up and she says, Ah, Mirakin, Mirakin the Exile, it's good to know that you've made it here. <laughs> I need to bring it up. <laughs> I'm just going to walk inside and just silently sit. And she, she reaches out a hand towards you, Mirakin, like palm up, um, sort of beckoning for, you to, for your hand. And her, no. eyes, and her eyes are just like following you as you walk into the room. She beckons for your hand. No. I'll proffer my hand. And you place your hand into hers and she places her other hand on top of yours. And she looks you directly into the eyes and, and she says, you're missed, you know. They miss you. And she lets she lets go of your hand and says, "Please, please, take a seat, take a seat." Oh. Um, and then, no. um, Baron, you you walk in um, next, and uh, she goes, "Oh, Brintel, quite the enigma you are. Equal rights for the dead, but you love to control them, don't you? Please, take a seat, take a seat." Judgy. <laughs> um, and Bill, you walk in and you've heard Madam Ava sort of uh, talking to everyone, using their names and, and sort of talking about things you hadn't really heard of yourself. Um, and you step in and she just, she looks up at you uh, and there's just a small smile crosses her face and she says, oh, Bill, Bill, it's nice to see that Gil is no longer here. I didn't need Gil for this one. We needed Bill for this one. Please, please take a seat. And she looks expectant towards the entry um, to the tent as well. And um, she says, And uh, I guess Stormstriker has other things to attend to. <laughs> she, notices, <laughs> she notices that you're all just, you've got no response to that. She says, uh, Oh, Oh, the th you may know him as Loris, the storm striker, the, the, th the thief. Is he not here? That's a much cooler name than <laughs> normal. Well, he only told um, Bill he was going off, right? Yeah. What did yeah, we all right. hear? Uh, just, just Bill. Oh. Uh, yeah, he won't, he won't be joining us as far as I know. Um, this the storm striker guy though. Oh. <laughs> I wish he would. Poor, I bet he's huh? <laughs> well, give me, give give Loris a message 
from from me. He, the poor the poor lad has been on the run for years for fear of something for the fear that he needed to be on the run. But please tell him that they never even started looking for him. That his friend his friend kept the secret. So please. I think we can do that. Um. And so she's just, she's sort of like just giggles to herself. She's looking down at the tablecloth and she starts to sort of like spreading it out. She's like, I know why you're here. I know why you're here. I know why you're here. And she reaches uh, underneath the table and just pulls up this um, small deck of cards. She looks directly at you, Morley, um, and says, you, you, you've been the most excited. You've been the most ready for this, haven't you? I have, Madame Eva. I'm very keen to see what the future holds. Well, well, let's not let's not beat around the bush. Let's let's see what we can do for you today. And she sorts through these cards and makes two small piles, one a little bit smaller uh, than the other, uh, and places them on the table in front of her. Um, and this is where we're going to do something a little different with the um, uh, with the game at the moment. We're going to move you on to a different uh, map. Um, see if we can find that. Where is that? Uh, no, that's not it. Ignore what you're seeing there in case you're seeing anything. <laughs> it's just black. Okay, well, that's good. Oh. I'm glad all you saw was black. Uh, are you guys seeing like a, a table with um, some yes. cards on it? Those, are pl those mm -hmm. aren't cards. Those are sort of where cards are going to be placed. Um, oh. I'm going to make... Uh, I might even... I might even need a little bit of my book for this one. This is going to be a little little intense, I think. Um, oh, hit me. <laughs> just like, just tapping on the table. Another one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Split. Sorry. Um, cards. Okay, cool. All right, I'm just taking a look at how these cards are, are split up. Um, so... Morley, actually everyone, you can probably see at the bottom right of your uh, of your roll twenty a little pack of cards. Everyone but Morley, just leave that alone for now. Morley, don't touch it quite yet. Um, is this where the restraint comes in? This is this is where the restraint comes. In. This is where if you guys start clicking and dragging and doing stuff, you could you could you could mess up a few. I got fifty two. <laughs> <laughs> um, she she places this bigger stack of cards down on the table in front of you and just sort of fans them out. Um, and, mm -hmm. she's, and she looks at you, uh, Morley, and says, close your eyes and, and pick the one that you feel the deepest connection with. Um, what I'll get from you is hover your mouse over it and click choose, and you'll get a, a, a layer of cards. Mm. And I want you just to click and drag any of those cards, whichever one you feel a connection oh to, this on, is insane, man. onto the table. Morley's hand <laughs> kind of wavers over the fanned out cards before eventually coming down with some force. And uh, where do you want me to place it on the table? Um, place. Uh, she she points uh, to the to the um, the western spot on on the table. So on your right. on your left. Okay, cool. On the west of the table. <laughs> the west of the table. Okay. 
Um, and she's like, oh, that's very, thank you, Molly. Thank you. American, can you please take a card of your choice and place it at the top in the northern spot? And so do the same. Just hover over, click uh, choose. You'll see a layout of a bunch of cards. American's like trembling with sweaty palms. Um, that goes at the top. Baron, Brintel, uh, you're next. Okay. If you could place it on the right-hand side of this. Okay. So um, there's a lot to choose from. There are. Whichever you feel the most connection with. Um, this, and where do I place it? Um, just place it here. She says pointing to the right side of the... Uh, the east of the table. The east of the table. Thank you. Cool. Uh, Bill, please, for the for this one is a little different. Just a little different. Don't choose quite yet. And she she um, packs away the deck that had been fanned out um, uh, on the table. Let's just get those. And she brings out the smaller deck of cards now. And she f fans these the smaller deck out in front of you, Bill. Um, it's the same same thing here. Just pick the one that you feel your uh, the connection to, and place it at the bottom. Did she do like a Yu-Gi-Oh shuffle? <laughs> yeah, yeah. While she was putting it down or anything, or so she's just a Yu-Gi-Oh shuffle. It's like it's like top ways shuffling. <laughs> That's, yeah, she doesn't have one of those things on her arm. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to do the duel. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, a little bit. just a bunch. <laughs> and we're somber. So, so I click choose. Click choose. Right. You will see the back of 14 cards. I want you to feel a connection with one of these cards and just click and drag it down into the, the southern spot on the table. Okay. Well, he's concentrating. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, concentrating face. Okay, great. See, the, the the most amazing thing here is I've probably fucked up and given you the wrong deck of cards to pick from each time. So we'll see we how, wouldn't know. No, I uh, the whole reading would just be broken. So we'll see how it goes. Oh, oh god. <laughs> um, oh, uh. And without without uh, Loris at the table, I'll I'll grab the last card. And um, yeah, she just picks it. She points like a, a skeletal finger down uh, across the fanned out cards uh, and stops on one sort of near the middle and puts her finger down on it and slides it out from the deck and slides it into the middle of that arrangement. We can hide that now. Um, and she taps. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to use the overlay because my mouth's not going to be in the normal spot because I'm just going to be going back and forth. Um, she points to the card on the left uh, and she says, this card... This card tells of history. Knowledge of the ancient will better help you understand your enemy. And she grabs that card and she flips it over. Uh, and we have uh, the merchant. Um, so let's have a quick look at what the merchant means uh, in that position. Um, oh. I think it means that I've been hard with my conversion. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so she like says, oh, again. the four of coins, the merchant, seek a cask that once contained the finest wine, of which 
not a drop remains. Um, and she points to the card uh, at the top and um, she flips this card over as well. Uh, if let me here we go flip card. who did the um the left card whose card was that that was adam morley uh, it was morley oh yeah morley sorry this is my card up the top okay <gasps> uh the healer <gasps> so this card she points tells of a powerful force of for good and protection a holy symbol of great hope um and she says the healer the healer um, where is the healer Zelda. <laughs> 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 mm. sorry uh, treasure location it's a three of something it's not that one uh, oh here we go three of glyphs the healer look to the west find a pool blessed by the light of the white sun and she uh looks at the card in the right hand position she said and she taps it and she's like this is a card of power and strength it tells of a weapon of vengeance a sword and she looks at all of you takes a breath and says of sunlight uh and it is number seven the charlatan um i'm the charlatan uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. this is the seven of glyphs the charlatan yes 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 i see a lonely mill on a precipice the treasure lies within um and then she looks at the card at the bottom um, and she taps this one as well and said, this card, this card will shed light on one who will help you greatly in a battle against darkness. And it is the innocent. Um, oh, I see a young man with a kind heart a mother's boy he is strong in Ooh. body but very very weak in mind seek him out in the village of barovia the queen him? <laughs> um and then she points uh she goes a bit quiet and she points to the card in the middle your enemy is a creature of darkness whose powers are beyond mortality. This card will lead you to him. She flips it over, revealing Don John. <laughs> Don John. Don John. Um, oh, Don John. Is that like Don another John. way of saying dungeon? <laughs> it's just Don John. I think so, yeah. Um, she says, ah, oh, the king of clubs, Don John. He Is lurks, that French for dungeon? He lurks in a hall of bones in the dark pits of his castle and she lets that kind of just hang on the air for a bit before scooping up all of the cards again 
um, kind of <laughs> scoops them all up and puts them back into her, into her little um, pack of, of cards and places them back underneath um, uh, underneath the table. Um, what did she say tense. about the middle one, the donjon? Well, what's that in relation to? Sorry, I'm just moving you up. It's like the one that we're the evil one that we're seeking mm. to defeat, or something. Ah, so. okay. We'll yeah. we'll point at the evil one. So yeah, so um, so yeah, so your reading has is she's cleared it all off, and she, it seems to be complete. Uh, and she looks across at all the, at the table just to take in the absolute sort of quiet from all of you. Uh, Morley, was that was that what you were looking for? Mm. The future reveals itself in mysterious ways, it seems, Madame Eva, but I'm very glad to have had your insight. And I kind of take my hat off and kind of put it to my chest as a mark of respect and thanks. Good, 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 good. And she's just kind of, she's a little happy. She's she's like, it feels like she's not completely there. She's a little batty, I guess. Um Betty? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little Betty. <laughs> Vampire Betty? I bring out my steak. Steak her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, is there, is there anything else you need to know before you head off on your journey? Will we ever leave this place, Madam Ava? Oh, Morley. Not many get the chance to leave this place and not many get the chance to enter. Let's just say that whether or not you leave will be purely dependent on whether you can set Strahd free. Free? Set free we must. Free of what? Free of the curse that keeps him and everybody else here. Curse of Strahd. That's when the title would come up. It's <laughs> 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 just the prologue. Mm. <laughs> oh, that, was, that was very intense. And it worked. Mm. It actually worked. I'm really stoked on that. That's great. Yeah. <clears throat> very that awesome. powerful. So I hope um, you guys took some notes. I did. Okay. Oh, can, can we do it again? Just <laughs> <laughs> can you just repeat the whole thing? Right, I'm sure between Baron and I, we've got. I've got because I was writing down everything. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So cool. Got, so I can try and share later. Yeah. Perfect. Um, Not that Loris heard anything, but you know, I'm sure you'll tell me. Well, well, mm -hmm. this crew is kind of stunned, stunned in silence. Let's go out to to Loris. Loris, you've just seen the crew walk into the tent. What's mm -hmm. what's Loris up to? Um, so my first port of call is I, I want to head towards um, the. I'm assuming the horses are penned, yeah, or are they just kind of. These these horses are just wild. drinking from the the lakeside ah, at the moment. Cool. They're yeah, they're not really tied up um, or anything. They're just free by the riverside. Okay, cool. Sweet. So I want to approach what looks like the kind of the biggest, strongest, you know, the, the stallion of the herd, okay. basically. Okay. Yeah, by all means. Um, yeah. So I just want to quietly approach. Um, who I think is the, the hardest, the, the biggest and the strongest looking one, i.e. the leader. Okay. Um, and kind of hopefully gain his attention. I'll walk up to his side and just sort of put my hand on the shoulder and just so he doesn't jump through the roof and kick me in the head or something. Yeah, it looks like these horses are quite used to being, um, uh, used to having people around them. I was going to say handled, but I know how people would... Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> they used to they used to having people around especially never. especially quite raucous folk as well so right. it, yeah, okay. it, it sort of stops for a moment and then puts his head back down into the river and continues drinking okay cool so seeing he's quite calm i'm just going to sort of play keep my hand on his shoulder and um walk around the front of him so i've got kind of both hands across his shoulder so i mean i'm quite big i imagine he can then lift his head up so we can kind of look at each other yeah yeah uh, but i've kind of got so i want to kind of get his attention just say and kind of think and, and essentially i'm going to cast um it's a ritual but i'm going to cast um speak with animals okay okay when i find it hang on okay because ah. that's a so it's a ritual it takes 10 minutes but um i'm happy for 10 minutes to pass basically what's ha- been happening in the tent is taking mm. up that 10 minutes and and cool. so in in the story you've walked over they've had their reading and they were back with you having just uh completed this as you walk around it it um takes a few steps back from the the water's edge giving you enough space to be between the water and it your one hand on each of its sort of uh four quarters cool um so yeah so as he sort of takes his steps back, I'm, i've got my hands on his shoulders and i just want to sort of um get get my hands around his head around his head so kind of just get him to lift his head up so I, mm-hmm. our eyes are sort of meeting as much as a horse can given mm-hmm. something that way um which one is focus here um but yeah so just um and then with um as as he sort of got my hand on his forehead um and just sort of thinking you know, basically thinking quietly to this horse, and I'm just sort of in my mind, I'm going to sort of communicate to this horse, I am Loris. What do they call you? Now, with speak with animals, it's not a telecommunication thing. You can literally no, speak horse. To I will this. say it if that's what it requires. I will say <laughs> yeah, it, but it's yeah. quietly. Yeah. <laughs> you know um, what I mean? Um, okay. Yeah. So it sort of like um, put, puts its head down for a bit and sort of backs up before sort of trying to find you in its its vision and it's just like well hello hello loris it's like they don't call me much actually they they are the first to even inquire they just call me horse oh rude that's very rude (laughs) okay take it back by that um mr horace mr ed um what does your band call you we're in a band? Um, band, band being a group of horses. Band being like the lead singer oh, yeah, yeah. of Guns N' Roses. No. Um, <laughs> Axel Rose. Okay, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Axel. And, and it's Axel totally his name. His, his, name, name. Axel. his name is Axel. It's oh. <laughs> a good name. Yeah, it's a damn good name, a great for, a name horse. for a horse. So I'm just sort of going oh. through. Axel Horse. I just thought of an amazing thing. What? What does Axel the horse say? I'm sorry for anyone I'm so, who's Please delete the stream. I'm so sorry. I'm really sorry about that one. Why? That was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry, oh, get, carry on. Uh, I'm done. Right. Please. Sorry, right. I, I was going to have a meaningful moment. No, no, please voice. move forward. Yeah. Please do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, so just going to sort of say, well met, Axel. I, I'm. I have I have a favour to ask. Um, my my friends and I have have travelled a long way, and we've got a long way to travel um, before we've ended our quest. Um, I'd like to ask your and your band's help to to get us to where we need to be. And where do you need to be, Loris? <laughs> At this point, I have no idea, but it's a long way to go. All I need is you to say you want to join us. Um, you'll be well careful, well looked after, and 
I can offer you that once we've achieved our goal, that you can have your freedom to roam the plains. And he looks back around at all the other horses and sort of looks over at the, the Vistani um, by the campfire. And he's like, I already have everything I need, Loris. <laughs> oh, of course you do. Uh, I like the idea of helping, but why would I leave? Oh, we can return you to the Vistani if that's what you wish. You may need to talk to the owners of mine. Mm. Um, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to get your interest and permission first before I discussed it with you. He does that, that horse thing where he's kind of like bucking his <laughs> head like forward and back. Um, he's like, no one's ever even tried to talk to me before. If you need help, Loris, I'd be glad to help. Excellent. Um, that is cool. Thank you. Yeah, he does mention that he's not sure about the others in his band, um, and he doesn't even know if the Fistani would let. Slash. <laughs> um, he doesn't. You know, he doesn't. He's not even sure if the Vistani would let him go. Like in the end, he is owned by them, and he he understands that. He's been raised cool. for. Uh, he's been raised and cared for by them for a long time. But he does really sincerely ap appreciate someone of your height and stature that is that's that's with that commanding presence coming over here and being gentle and conversing with him that's all i wanted mm. cool um i'll leave him to his water drinking and so forth and and i want to sort of head towards did we get the name of um, one of the vistani that we were talking to i, I missed that last the week before um, last, no last week. you didn't get any names but he is still sitting uh by that campfire uh with a stein right. in his hand yeah, I want to head back to the to the chatty guy that we we met and and just sort of plant myself beside him. Oh, well, look at the size of this motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I, I I'm big. Have you got well, a drink? Well, well, I don't, but I'd appreciate one, thank you. Uh, and he reaches down and brings up a stein and hands that over to you. Cheers. And he cheers. And he gives he clinks your drink and and he's he's already a few in now. And this is just going all down the sides of his mouth and onto his <laughs> shirt. It's good to see a man enjoy his drink. Tis indeed. What can I do for you? I have a favour to ask of, of you and your, and your group. Oh, a favour. Boys, a favour over here. What might it be, big man? Well, I've talked to your horses and, and they seem um, amiable to the idea. You've had but, a talk um, to I me horse. Yeah, we've had a chat to your horse. Axel, if you if you would like to know. Which one's Axel? That's a new one for me. He's, he's the big one. You call him horse, apparently. We call all of them horse. It's what they are. I figured. <laughs> <laughs> but carry on. I'm, Any... I'm liking your story. I'm just the right Any... level of drunk. <laughs> that, that's why I timed it when I, as I did. Anywho, <laughs> the, the other four in the party um, probably don't travel as well along rough ground as, as I do. And, and I sort of thought it might be an idea that maybe they had some horses to, to help them and ease their burden on their tired feet. So wouldn't mind it if, I, if we could borrow four or five of your horses. I'd be quite happy to return them to you once we're done. He looks over uh, at the tent and he looks over at um, um, Irina and Ismark. Um, and Actually, maybe six, including Ismark and Irina. <laughs> I miscounted. <laughs> and then he looks back at you and he goes, I don't need to. We've I'm got eight horses and you want six of them so, yeah how are we I'll supposed to get feet. around you guys have got feet <laughs> <laughs> roll, I, um, I roll a roll of persuasion roll of persuasion oh, God. not for the feet comment just in general <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, i'm gonna find my thing persuasion 
let me this be the last we hear about my terrible negotiation. <laughs> You've got feet. That's You've true. You've got feet. Can fucking walk. Exactly. <laughs> I rolled a sixteen. A sixteen. You were saying about persuasion, Wally. <laughs> It's a dice roll day. Masterful. It's all the power to the words. Um, he, lo- he looks you up and he says, look, I know you're here and I know Madame Eva thinks you're kind of special. So I'll do you, I'll do you a favour and maybe you can borrow a couple as long as you bring them back when you're done. Make it four and... I'll definitely be bringing them back for you. Make it four! He says he looks make around at the other, make and everyone sort of like laughs. Come on, it's half. 50, You're lucky 50. I don't make it one. That's not much of a favour, is it? <laughs> one. Are you, is, that what you, is that what you said to him? One's not, not a favour. One's um, not a favour. That's, that's barely a, a generous offer. I thought you guys were generous. I, I heard the stories that the Vistani were generous and 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 helpful to travellers. Uh, he leans he leans forward a little bit. He, you're much higher, even in a seated position. He leans forward. And he looks up at you and he says, "Big man, if Strad learns that we helped you even a little bit, there's going to be hell to pay for us. We can offer you. We can oh, offer you trust two. me, Strad. Strad won't know. Strad sees everything." If you think he oh. doesn't know you're right here, right now, then you're crazy. Okay. I was going to lean in a bit further and just sort of say, by the time we find Strad, Molly would have ripped his fangs out. And it's a little bit. Well, yeah, we've already heard that story. Like, yeah, he's, I'm pretty sure. Mark my words, it'll, it'll happen. We'll, we'll come back with the fangs of Strad if that's what you want. He's starting to worry a little bit. <laughs> he's like, I'll give you three. I'll give you three. Please. Just bring him okay. back. We need the horses as well. Sure. Three, three will do. I'm sure that that will at least be helpful to Ismark and Arena. It'll do. Okay, cool. We'll go back to um, the other group, which is just finishing off. Uh, you know, you've you've had your reading. You're sitting in kind of um, silence. Uh, and Madame Ava is just kind of like looking, looking over at you all, just sort of expecting questions or you to get up, or she's expecting something. To <laughs> American's kind of sitting there like in a trance just like silent until she just sort of gives her head a shake and snaps herself out of it and sort of takes in her surroundings again and she's sort of leaning forward amazed at, at, at everything that's happened and sort of bursting with questions for her I'm going to look around at my <laughs> companions and gauge what they're up thinking as well do they look spooked? I'm a little spooked Hmm. She's obviously, you know, I thought that she might be faking this American, but uh, I'm going to quiet. <laughs> got my number. <laughs> I'm going to quietly say, I don't, I don't think she fully. Uh, she didn't really. She couldn't really tell the past, but uh, she, 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 I think she can <laughs> tell the future. Hmm. I don't know. I think yeah. She definitely. Um. She knew things that she shouldn't know. You know. She's just sitting there listening to this conversation. <laughs> She's pretty damn good. <laughs> How did you do it? How can one learn such things? I, I, this may sound crazy. Okay. We were in a ghost house. Don't ask. 
well, you probably already know, but I found this orb. I mean, the big guy, he kind of, he kind of smashed, smashed a statue to, to get it um, for me, which I guess was kind of sweet, but uh, I have it now. And uh, is this a thing I can use to do a thing like you? And she laughs, she sort of looks at it and starts sort of uh, giggling at it. <laughs> That's glass, dear. That's just glass. <laughs> Not so, so I can't, I can't use it. I want to be cool like you. <laughs> oh, we almost died to get this. <laughs> oh, Unfortunately. oh, I know. I know, but that's okay. You came away a little stronger. I hate to bring it up, but do you know of any old lady that sells pies and abducts children? <laughs> Maybe some kind of charlatan? Bring to yeah. Brintel, I know everything that happens in Barovia. And luck may have it that one of the cards will has pointed you in that direction already. Yeah. Do you know where this precipice is? Or that's as much I don't get any <laughs> concrete information. The mill that you seek is between Barovia and Velaki. I see mm. you I see you appearing there. Thank you. Morley takes out a couple of pieces of silver. And just slides it across the table and just nods gratefully. Um, she 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 takes the coin. She says, it's not needed, but it is welcome. Thank you. And she sort of slides it off the table into the palm of one of her hands and, and pockets it. I'm going to fumble through my pockets now, just noticing that Morley's <laughs> paying up. Um, and I pull out. We all start rifling through our pockets for change. <laughs> I find a few cigarettes and um, let's try and straighten them out. They're a bit bent and put them... <laughs> On a, on a and she, she sees you all kind of like looking for things and she just slides the small silver dish uh, out into the <laughs> center of the table and she says, anything, anything can go in there. Um, I'll, I'll put a few, I'll put some coins in, but I'm, I'm just kind of looking around like the tent, like in wonderment, like, oh, I just want to ask her so much. She's so cool. Yeah. What do you want to, what do you want to ask her? Americans like, she's dabbled in divination. So this is like, almost like seeing a master um, from an amateur's point of view. And mm. she was just like, how can I, how can I understand this? She can see that um, curiosity in you that, that sort of like can't, you don't know the questions to ask because you don't know what you don't know. And she, again, she puts her hands, both hands on the table in front of you, American. And she says, just let it come, dear. Just let it come. It'll, it'll grow. Don't worry. I already see this. Feel so at peace with <laughs> truly amazing. What an incredible woman! And I love the way you've styled this tent. It's just so, oh, just really gets you in the mood for fortune telling. I just <laughs> the decor is just oh, amazing. And she again, she says, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Anyway, you you must be going unless there's any further questions I may answer for you. Bill, Does it look like she smokes anything? Like Bill, uh, you've been rather oh. quiet. <laughs> She definitely sounds like uh, she's been smoking some stuff. Do we all make it out of here? Do 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 we all survive at least? Oh, now where's the fun in telling you that? <laughs> if I told you that things that would change, no, I believe this is something you may need to find for yourself. One of them uh, butterfly effect thingies. Damn, Skippy. <laughs> um, in that case. Is is Fandolin okay? Um, 
From what I can see, the place you have left has barely moved a second in time. Hmm. Hmm. Is this... Interesting. Do you mean Fandolin's not of this world? Fandolin is not of this world. This world is not of Fandolin's world. The curse. The curse caused this. While you are here, nothing is happening there. And while you are there, nothing is happening here. The the mist that brought us here, is that of Strahd's making? (laughs) Strahd! He, he thinks, he thinks you have, as, uh, playthings. Maybe he was here, he wants to find someone, uh, one among you that can help free him and take over, uh, Barovia or, and I, I don't care if you take his place or if you destroy him, although I think that's a bit of a stretch. Uh, <laughs> as long as you see him freed, and I know you will, mm. that's all I care for. So we just need to break the curse to be released, and the curse is that he is trapped as a vampire? Uh, he is as trapped here as every soul. Interesting. Maybe we could take him back to uh, Fandolin with us. If he could just leave, there would be no curse. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Madam Eva, we have one more question, if I may. Yes, Molly. Is how and Molly's just trying to shape the question as he thinks about it, but how would we destroy Strad forever? Not just free him of the curse, but destroy him. You're not ready for those kind of answers. If I gave you I'm, those I'm answers. I'm ready, trust me, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> she she's like Oh, Molly, you think you're ready. I'm sure you'll learn, learn soon enough how unready you are. Mm. <laughs> wise words, wise words. Mm. <clears throat> well, she, I think she, I should be going myself. Well, she, she, gets up, the rest of the- she gets up from her, her seat and she's like, anyway, anyway, off you go, off you go. And she's kind of what like... What about garlic? She's doing that sort of like, Hand motion, like off we go, off we go. Come on, up we go. We're getting shooed. We're getting shooed. All right, I'm gonna shoo myself out the door. Yeah, I'll shoo myself out. Shoo myself out the door. He feels a little insulted that he wasn't ready. (laughs) (laughs) You guys all walk out and you see Loris next to the campfire, um, drinking and talking uh, with one of the one of the Vistani. Um, Yeah, and Irina and Ismark by the road, uh, kind of looking over. Eyebrows raised, like, are we, you know, are we good to go, kind of thing? Are, are we, are we done here? If he had a watch, he'd be tapping it. <laughs> he doesn't have a sundial on his wrist or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. What time is it? Is it um, night time or no, no, no? So uh, it's about midday at this point. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, we should be moving on. Mm. Yeah, we don't want to outstay our welcome here. Yeah, that reminds me. Where's Loris? Yeah. You- <laughs> Loris <laughs> is Loris is, he... is on his second or third beer by now. So uh, yeah. okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he's got some catching up to do. So these guys are all day drinking. <laughs> it's twelve o'clock. It's all right. Yeah, they it's are well. all day drinking. These guys, uh, it's there. It looks like a day of uh, partying for these guys. Mm. Hmm. Well, um, we must be leaving. Yeah, as, as Mark says, uh, we've got quite a way to go. Actually, there's still a good eight hours worth of travel, especially once we head back up to uh, where the gallows were. 
we really should be off. And he's he's a little concerned at this point. He, he yeah. Did we you don't say he's back to the gallows. I've got us some horses. Yeah. Uh, what? Excuse me. For the fangs of um, Shrad, we we can have three horses. Cool. As long as Morley Morley's just got to bring back the fangs and and the horses, and we're good. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sure in, he'll in do that. In mind, this is this is the deal that he's made. Oh, that Basically, is bring the horses back and the fangs of Strad. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, I think I think that could come in handy if we if we want to get to uh, Velaki. Uh, I fear that if we travel all night, uh, the the remaining eight hours, we're going to be quite quite exhausted by the time we get there. So the the horses mm. may come in handy. Awesome, fantastic, mm-hmm. uh, Loris. You know, I. I... I was wasn't a hundred percent that I'd be able to rip the fangs out of Strad's mouth. You know, the moment sort of got, took over, you know, I'll, I'll show much more of it. I was really convinced. I've I've made a deal with um, the Vistani that we get three horses for the fangs. So you, you kind of need to back me up on that one. Well, <laughs> thanks for that, mate. <laughs> and you can see one of the Vistani having seen you exit the um, tent. He beckons over to the another guy. Get the horses ready, and he. Um, one of the other guys puts his drinks down and heads over and grabs um, the one next to Axel and then the one oh, on the I other really side of Axel. Axel. Um, and, and I think, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he got daft. And, um, <laughs> and um, the, the Vistani at the fire says, no, no, get the big one. We promised him the big one. Um, and he brings Axel and the two horses from either side um, yeah. over, over to you guys. Um, but you've, you've got to promise me you're going to take care of them. Of course. They'll be they'll be treated like our bestest friends. And you'll bring them back as soon as you can. Absolutely. And with the fangs of Strad. With as the promised. fangs of Strad, that's right. With as promised. Thanks to this guy over here. <laughs> Thanks to the captain. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Morley promised me <laughs> that he'd do it. He said he'd do it, so it's all good. Morley just kind of No promises grunts. on that. <laughs> <clears throat> well, you'll you'll certainly get your horses back. We can absolutely promise you that. <clears throat> Let's have no more talk about any fangs or any sort. <laughs> We certainly haven't had any problems with horses being slaughtered wholesale by the guy who we're pursuing. I mean, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that one went over the head of this drunken Vistani, thankfully. Thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, Loris is just going to give, not the big horse, but he's going to sort of make sure Arena and Ismark know that one horse is for Irina, because I assume Ismark's going to be an honourable man and, and walk. But um, Irina, this is for you, 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 you know, to, to take the load off. Um, you four can fight over the other two horses. I'll, I'm quite happy to walk. But, um, yeah, if you need to pack the horses up with some stuff, then be my guest. Thank you so much, uh, Loris, for uh, obtaining these for us. That's uh, I'm not sure I need it straight away, but I'm sure they will come in handy. Cool. Um, uh, Ismark, yes, do Bill. you happen to... Do you happen to have access to, say, a carriage of any sort back at Barovia? Yeah, yeah, I think we'd, um, not that we've got the horses to pull it, but we do now. We could definitely get back to Barovia and and secure the carriage. That's a great idea. Mm. I I propose that a couple of people take two of the horses back, grab the cart, and come and pick us up. That's pretty clever. I suppose. Yeah. Hearing this, I, Loris this... just plants himself down and starts drinking again. <laughs> Sweet. Catch you guys later. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. Convenient. I just had a strange thought. Didn't that fortune teller talk about someone we needed to find in Barovia? Yes. Uh, an innocent, a mother's boy, I think. 
The simpleton. When I heard... Do you think the fates are guiding us back to find this this innocent young man? I, I can't explain it, but when I heard the, the ramblings of Madame Eva, a face popped into my mind when I, when I got this kombucha. Remember this ridiculously expensive kombucha. There was a man in the store, a young man, who would have been most of Loris if he was afoot. He had muscles upon muscles upon muscles, but he didn't strike me as being too sharp. I wonder if Strong he could perhaps be weak of mind. innocent moron. <gasps> we must find him. His name was Perry, I think, or Perry. Perry. In the, uh, in the shop, you say? He was in the shop, yes. Bill Bildruff, the rip-off merchant. <laughs> <laughs> Still salty about the kombucha. Salty Molly. As he rightly should uh, be. Well, I'm, I'm happy to go that. and see if I can persuade this this uh, Bill Drath. Um and and his you said it was his his uh, stock boy. Mm, he certainly worked there. I seem to remember there being some conversation about them being related, but I can't be sure. Well, if the fates will it, it will happen. Bill, we could. Why don't we take the horses back and ride to Barovia before nightfall and seek out our boy Perry? Um, Aye. So who who would who? So we're going to split the party here, I guess. Then, who wants to stay? Who wants to go? Loris is staying. I want to go. Okay, so Loris is staying with the Vistani. I think he's made some friends now. Yeah, we got friends. Uh, what about um, the Baron? Well, there's only three horses, right? There are three I horses, think you, and you three. Uh, Morley knows where to go. Bill's pretty good at persuading, and so is American. I'm sure. Mm. I'll stick around <laughs> here. I'll Baron, let's... have a beer. <laughs> It's a point uh, I'm not really in the mood because uh, I'm thinking about pie lady <laughs> abducting children. Yeah, but um, yeah, what a buzzkill. I will. Um, we can plan. I'll just have Sit a bit of plan. a drink. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's have a few pints and plan how we're going to capture this lady. Mm-hmm. I want to hear all about her. Um, Ismark, do we do we have your permission to grab the the carriage from your estate? Could you give us instructions? Yeah, it's not a problem. It's just uh, the estate behind the house. It shouldn't be hard to find. Uh, everything's there uh, in regards to hooking it up. It shouldn't be a problem. It might be a bit Has... weird with three horses, but I'm sure it'll be okay. Have vampires ever been invited inside the caravan? <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm aware, but I'm not even sure if it works like that. Uh, but it's a good Pretty question. Sure it does. <laughs> Don't see why I wouldn't. This <laughs> one's <laughs> the best. <laughs> Such a good dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'll I'll come with. I'm I'm quite good with animals. I'm sure I can handle these. Okay. Nice. So you guys have done something I was not expecting, but it's it makes sense. It makes sense from all mm. the the things that have happened. So we're going to go on a bit of a um a tangent. So there's a couple of things we could do. So we could uh move forward. Uh, just time skip through to uh the three returning into uh, the village. Um, or we could do it the long way, but that might make a couple of you bored for a little while. So we could just sort of like skip through if you like. I vote time skip. Yeah. Time skip back to Morley. Yeah. All right. So Bill, uh, so yeah, Bill, Morley and American, you all grab a horse each, uh, wave goodbye to everybody. Um, and as Mark says, please be back uh, as soon as you can. We would probably need to bed down here, uh, I don't think we'll be getting to Velaki today. Um, not ideal, but then we do have carriages and horses, so it's a, it's a bit of a trade-off. Um, I have one last question. Can a vampire enter 
a ring of caravans. You can give it without a go while being you're invited. Uh, I don't know. Like this, are you talking about this camp? This camp, yeah. I'm, this ring of caravans. I don't it's know. Essentially, their home. Which is why I need you here before nightfall. We need okay. you back here in case anything happens. <laughs> Off we go. Yeah, don't leave us for too long, Bill. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's we'll, we'll time skip uh, back to Barovia. Morley, Bill, American. It is oddly quiet on your um, on your journey back um, to the village of Barovia. There's barely any wind. Uh, there's barely any sound of wildlife. It is, it's almost a little airy with the lack of things going on. Um, and with rolls... We're rolling for animal handling. I mean, if you want to make it more t- trouble in the time skip, we can totally... Yes, we would like to roll for handling. <laughs> you handle the horse as well. Yay! <laughs> we rolled the thing and succeeded. <laughs> D&D, guys! It's so good. It's so good. Um... <laughs> You guys enter on uh, on horse um, back into the middle of uh, Barovia, into the town centre. Um, in front of you to the right as you enter in is Bildrath's Mercantile, uh, and a hard right would lead you down towards Ismark's uh, and Irina's house. Um, I say we grab the car- carriage first. Mm, looks more we impressive might. that way. Mm. Okay, so yeah, you guys... Head past, uh, give Bildreth a, a little look as you go by. You take a little look at um, Mad Mary's house, and there seems to be that sobbing again coming from Mad Mary's house. Oh, get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Such a downer, honestly. You make your way back wow. to uh, Ismark's and Irina's house, and there behind exactly where he said it was, next to four slaughtered horses, is this beautiful Ooh. carriage. It's, it's, I'm going to cover the horse's eyes a little bit. It's quite a regal looking carriage as well. Um, it's, it's fully covered. It looks like it could um, seat maybe four people, five people on the inside, as well as room for some um, luggage and, and, and belongings, uh, as well as house maybe three on the front, uh, one on the reins, of course. Um, we'll have the horse. Delicious, delicious horse meat that's just lying around. <laughs> <laughs> have the horses been unhooked from the carriage? <laughs> yes. Yeah, they didn't they weren't they, they weren't just kept like attached to it overnight oh. or anything like that. For all eternity. Yeah. Um I'm just gonna pull my horse up. Having seen where the carriage is, I'm just gonna pull my horse up around the corner. Mm. Um I think you might need a roll animal handling for that. Yeah, give me an animal <laughs> handling roll for that one, uh Bill. <laughs> Oh man, I it got away with it up until now. Ah, <laughs> uh, I rolled a, a an eleven plus two, yeah, which is which is more than enough. Thank you. That horse, <laughs> that horse is. Um, I think Loris had like a little bit of a talk to these horses before they um, went off, just to sort of you know trust the the people who are going to be leading them, ride them, um, basically guide them safely back to Barovia and back. So this these horses seem to be doing anything you want from them so the carriage is made for four horses or for two it looks like it's made for four um and you you secure the three in there this is why as mark said you might have a little bit of a problem with it but in general it looks like it might work okay you can put loris in that fourth spot (laughs) i'm just like looking at them like don't get any ideas i'm not gonna wild shape into a horse (laughs) yeah do you (laughs) wild shape wild shape (laughs) birikin could do it oh my goodness horse again horse again horse again (laughs) um 
Cool. Yeah. So you, you attach these horses. Mirror, I can. Um, <laughs> oh, what? How did I miss that? It was incredible. <laughs> um, yeah, you guys, you guys uh, get that all sorted out. Um, ready? You put all your you take off your baggage and stuff and place it into the carriage as well. Like every, everything looks good. Um, what sort of? How are people going to be? How are you going to be driving the, this carriage? Where is everyone in this carriage? Uh, American, do you want to tell us what we should do? You're probably the best with horses. I mean, I'll take the reins. Okay. I'll Sounds good to me. With, with taking the command over the horses. Mm-hmm. I'm really jazzed about seeing this prophecy play out. Do you think something will happen with this young lad? Yeah, we can only hope, American. He seemed pretty big and a real fighter. I actually asked him if he wanted to come with us, but I was cut short by Bildreth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think he needs to hear from us? Or should we just trust the prophecy? Maybe we just need trust. Oh, man, it amazing. Okay. Well, if anyone can convince him, and then I kind of give Bill a big hearty slap. <laughs> it's old silver tongue, Bill. Okay. <laughs> Ow. That's true. All right. That's true. Let's, uh, let's see a man about a stock boy. Man. <laughs> about another man. <laughs> see a man about a boy. Mm, okay. A man about stock a man boy. Child. Stock <laughs> boy. <laughs> Um, quite a with I actually have a thing. I have a thing for this. Can you imagine? You have a thing for a man about I a man. I have a thing for a man about a <laughs> no, man. Man on man. Man on man. I have a spell for this. I have a spell. A spell. Okay, perfect. A spell for this. Not okay. a penchant. Well, as, as you hear. A penchant for men with men. Well, it hasn't come up until now. I don't know how that's relevant. Um, you guys make your way out of the uh, the property of Irina and Ismark and back down the road. This time as you pass Mad Mary's, you do spot Scallywag sitting on the doorstep of Mad Mary's. Uh, he sees you coming and he just starts wagging his little, his little ducks and butt and tail. Scallywag! <laughs> Morley's overjoyed. <laughs> he kind of waves out to Scallywag, but... You know, he's not an animal thief, so he's not sort of saying come here or anything yet. Yeah, okay, cool. And you guys, um, okay, pass on by and uh, pull up outside Bildreth's. I'm going to um, touch Bill's shoulder and I'm going to say in Elvish, may you have the splendor of an eagle in your conversations today. And I'm going to cast Enhance Ability for Advantage on Charisma. Oh, damn. That's right. It suddenly feels very splendid and and wise. (laughs) I turn around like in an anime and my eyes just seem to sparkle. (laughs) And there's like a ping off my front tooth. Oh, incredible. (laughs) You've never looked more charming, All my blemishes have been fixed up. (laughs) (laughs) And are you going to go inside? <laughs> yeah, I go inside. No. I'm going uh, to leave uh, off yeah. the, the wagon as well. Um, he's, he's right through there, Bill. You need to ask for the big the big man out back. All right. Uh, I walk in. Okay, you, you sort I'm of, feeling good. You push through the curtain in front of Bildreth's, um, and you just hear coming from um, further into the shop, Welcome to Bildraft's Mercantile. How can I help you? <laughs> Bildraft, my good man, how are you? And we'll take a break here. Said, Welcome to Bildraft's Mercantile. How can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> Bildraft, my good man, how are you? Okay, what have we got here? What, is it, what do you need? <laughs> it's, uh, it's Bill. 
spell here uh, we've not met i'm not sure i'm not sure why wow. uh, i made it sound like we had <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i've i've come to talk to you about your um Sorry. we haven't met it's so good we haven't met um but i've come to talk to you about your stock boy what do you want with what do you Straight want with to the point. Perry? so did you say Perry? Yeah, what do you want with Periwimple? Uh, well, and you can hear from I'm just gonna... you can hear from you can hear from the back. Everything all right up there, Uncle? I'm just <laughs> this is who you're trying to get, by the way. <laughs> yeah, is, is he replying to his to his uh, nephew or no? No, he's just he's looking at you. What do you want with Perry? Um, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it out there for you. We have just been to see the Vistani, Madam Ava. Do you know her? I've heard of her, yeah. And she told us our future. And she told us that your boy, Periwimple. <laughs> Periwimple. There's too many vowels in his name. There's every vowel. It's way better that you say it wrong. It's way <laughs> pe- infinitely pe- better. Pe- Periwimple. Pe- Periwimple. Periwimple. <laughs> <laughs> she, she called going to American. Oh, I bet this is going great. <laughs> I, I've actually followed. I want to. I've followed him. And I want to see what my handiwork has wrought. I'm like, okay, yeah. let's see how good this spell is. I'm just watching intently, watching the master. Hold work. on, hold on, hold on. She used his name, Pori Wumpel, I think. <laughs> um. Anyway, she told us that his fate and ours were intertwined, and. We've just got to do our best to to make sure that everything turns out all right for everybody here in Barovia. What do you mean intertwined? What are you trying to get my Perry into? I'm not trying to get him into anything. I just think he needs to come with us to help uh, the the new Burgermaster Ismark and his sister Irina um, to safety. And I think, and I think, sorry, at this point, Perry Wimples. Uncle, what's happening up there? And he just he's he sort of walks out, and you're getting a view of this guy now. Like Morley told you he was big, but this guy is like seven foot tall. He is mountainous. There is just muscles on muscles on muscles on this guy. And it's like uh his his legs are like tree trunks and his arms are just solid masses. Um and and Bill just goes, Nothing for you to worry about there, Perry, nothing for you to worry about. Uh Madam Ava said you're a big boy, but by gosh, he was right. And he kind of flicks his, <laughs> yeah, I'm a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so Bill Jeff, like, level with me here. What's it going to take? What's it going to take? Are you trying to buy my boy off me? No, I'm just trying to make sure that our fates are not uh, misaligned. You know the Vistani. You know the power that Madam Ava holds. Sh- I just want to make sure that we don't run ill of that. Uh, give me a persuasion <laughs> roll. Now, you can use, obviously, advantage, thanks to, to American. I sure as shit will. Thank you, American. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, watching, like, oh, yes, teeth are looking white. <laughs> Ooh, two fat ladies. Double eight. I, uh, I rolled an eight plus ten. He's, he's listening to what you're saying. He is... He's listening to what you're saying, and he looks over at um, this mountain next to you, and he's like, "Before you, before you answer, um, 
I don't expect you to do this just out of the kindness of your heart. I understand that it's going to have an effect on your business, not having a stock boy around, not having a personal security guard. Um, so you just tell us what we need to do to help you. Oh, God, don't let him set the prices. You want Molly Watson at this point. You're like, Jesus Christ. At this point, you're noticing like, like everything is like 10 times the cost. That what it would go for in, in like Vandalin, somewhere, somewhere that you're used to. Um, he says, you forgot one thing, didn't you? You talked about my store. You talked about not being able to maybe sell things, but it's my, it's my boy. It's my nephew. He's uh, going to put him in, put him in harm's way. He's not, he's not right. It's not right. Um, and he looks up at Perry Whipple and Perry Whipple is kind of looking at you. And he's clapping his hands. <laughs> adventure i want to go on an adventure uncle um and bildreth looks you up and down he's like is it it's just you is it you just think you're gonna go waltz off and use my parry to take down take down what exactly it's not it's first of all it's not just me uh there are a number of us seven in all parry wimple makes eight he would be a hero and look yeah okay he is going to be in harm's way. I can't promise you that he won't be. But what I can promise you is that we'll do our best to take care of him. You know who else was meant to be a hero? Doru. He was meant to be a hero. Look what happened. Look how he was brought back to his dad. Yeah. Um, Damn shame that, Bil- that Doru. Bildreth looks like you up and down. Um, I don't. I don't know what Parry would be able to do. But I know, looking at you, there's there's nothing you can do against Strad. Look at you, and he's just he, he's you're not. There's no way you're strong enough. Let alone I've seen you guys three. I've seen the other the other guy with a fancy hat, fancy jacket. You guys, you guys don't know what you're up against, do you? We will find out. Look, I mean, you know this place better than what we do, and because of that, you know that we would have come through the Deeth House. And you know that we survived that, mm. and you know that that is no small feat. Um, so perhaps a little bit of a modicum of uh, trust in our abilities. And if he's close enough mm-hmm. to me, I'll clap my hand on his shoulder mm-hmm. and cast Cure Wounds. And I'll say, I promise every time anything bad happens to Periwimple, I will help him. And Bildrath, like, rolls his shoulder like like stretches it stretches it out he goes that had been bothering me for quite a while actually thank you um and and perry wimple looks down at you and then looks over at bildreth i don't think he really understands what's like the um the the gravity of this situation he's like come on uncle let me go yeah i always i just want to go out have some fun here um and perry uh, and um bildreth He's looking down at the, the counter and um, he just takes a, a little moment for himself and he looks up at Perry when he says, all right, Perry, you back out, go back out with the back there, okay? You go stock, those shells ain't going to stock themselves, eh? They ain't going to stock themselves. And Perry Wimple goes, oh, you never let me have any fun and stomps off um, into the back room. And there's a moment of silence and he, he sort of beckons you closer, uh, Bill. And he says, it's not that I doubt your intentions, I just don't think now's the right time. I don't think, I think in your current state, you're going to get my boy killed. 
you get, and I can't, I can't allow that. If um, if this is meant to be, like Adam, um, Adam Ava said, then it will find a way of happening. But I can't, I can't let him. I can't be the one that sends me boy out there uh, to die. I don't know what I'd do. Bill's just going to think on it for a moment. Molly walks in, surveys the scene. Half looking at the prices on the shelves again. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and then he's going to sort of sidle up to Bill. You're making much progress, Bill. You think you're recruiting this? Well, uh, no, honestly. Um, I think Bill Drath here understands the, the situation, but doesn't seem to um, place the same values as, as we might on uh, the reading of the Vistani mm. or... And I mean, it's it's coming from a place of genuine um, love for his nephew. So uh, far be it from me to, to argue against that. But I really have got to got to implore you, Bildrath. This is this is a matter of the security of Barovia. Surely, if Madame Ava has has put this forward, and it's and like you say, it's going to happen anyway. Why not? Help it. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I don't know what I can what more I can say. And you can see um, Periwinkle sort of like pokes his head out from around the door frame. So where are you guys going anyway? Back out the I back, to, Perry. I want to speak up and say, how old is this Perry? Surely he can make his own decisions in life. Um, he may be a big lad, uh, but he he doesn't have the smarts of a big lad. He's he's like a he's like a little boy. Well. Big boy. And again, he pokes his head, but where are you going, guys? <laughs> We're going well, to Ravenloft. We're going to Valaki. <laughs> well, uh, I tell you, we were definitely not going. We're definitely not going back to the Vistani camp. And we're definitely not going to wait outside for a little bit. <laughs> and he's just like, <laughs> he's like, get out, Barry, please. Barry, <laughs> please. I, I need I need to get, you, you guys need to go. I can't have. My my little nephew, who I promised, I promised his dear mum I'd look after. She wouldn't want this. Look, uh, I understand where you're coming from, but I don't think, I don't think any of you want what's happening right now, and um, we want to change that. I think I want to place my hand on Bill's shoulder and go. We'd best stop forcing the issue. Maybe this is not the fate that Madame Ava foretold. I want yeah. to. Um, I want to kind of echo American but kind of pointedly sort of direct my comments at Bildreth. Come on, there's, there's nothing for us here. If if Bildreth here doesn't think his nephew should write his name into folk hero history <laughs> and save the good people of Barovia, then there's nothing we can do to convince him otherwise. And can I yes. give a persuasion? <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. Who are you persuading? <laughs> Bildreth? <laughs> it was kind of a, okay, so this- a remark... Dr- to draw him into it. This is like a, a, a twofer, right? Um, you needed m- m- so much more than that. Almost an impossible kind of role to convince Bildrath. Uh, but you look out when you deliver that line and standing in that doorframe, sort of like in the middle of the room, but just like perfectly framed by the doorframe, um, is, is Periwimple. And he, his eyes are just <laughs> gleaming with excitement. Um, and he's just got this big smile on his face um and he just he's just kind of nodding along uh he he just nods feverishly and then just goes bye and just waves 
<laughs> and he goes, that's right, Bill uh, Perry. You, bye, bye, bro. please, please, just let, let us be. I'm ready to let them be. I'm going to nod yep, at um, Perry Wimple as, as we go out, and I'll just say, all right, we're going to go do something incredibly interesting. Nice to meet you. Enjoy stocking shelves. <laughs> and before we go, I'm just going to go, your kombucha's average, by the way. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> he doesn't even like his kombucha. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, was, um, he was not a fan himself. Oh, God. So I'm going to suggest, uh, should we just make slowly up the northern street around the back of the shop, team? Sure, sure. Maybe something interesting will come out the back of the shop in time. I can't say. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think um you guys sort of head out the back. Um and there's no sign of Periwimple coming out or anything like that. Uh at one point Bildreth comes out with some rubbish and sees you guys. He's like, Oh, oh come on. Come on. <laughs> um and yeah, there's you you're not gonna have any luck right now. Hmm. Um, I simply feel conflicted and quite terrible about trying to get that boy. We we pushed the issue quite hard against this <laughs> poor caregiver. We tried to uh, gain a, let's just put mentally disabled out there, young man into our care from his, his loving family. Not the most heroic thing. <laughs> like the prophecy made us do it. Mm. Maybe it the foretold. prophecy... I feel like maybe maybe this is not what was foretold. Maybe this is a lesson that we should not try to control the weave of fate. Why would better be even mention it then? Unless she was talking about someone else. You see the other seven there, footers around here. Are there any strong men child around that we didn't know about? I'm gonna just cut this off real quick. No. <laughs> I don't want like door to door house knocking Ding for the rest dong. of this session. Have you Hello. Have you, <laughs> have you got any strong boys in your house? Let's let's just say that he fit the description of Madame Ava's reading all too perfectly. Um but it doesn't look like he's going to be joining you today. Let's go tell her off. All right. <laughs> well uh let us uh let's away then. All right. And I think just as you're packing ba- getting back into the carriage, uh Skellywag has made his way up to the the side of the um the carriage as well. Just excited, Skelly. just excited to see, uh, especially Morley, but uh, also American. I don't think he had much of an interaction with Bill. <laughs> Morley's lording it over me. Make him stop. <laughs> the dog likes him more. This is like cut American to the quick that she can see that more Morley is the favorite. She's like, it's literally my thing, by the way. But okay. <laughs> oh, come now, American. There's more than enough Skelly to go around. He gives Skelly like a scratch behind the ear, and then. <laughs> It's okay, boy. You can say hi to the nice lady that turns into a bear. <laughs> yeah. And Skellywag's super excited to see. He's just running around your legs uh, and, and sort of trying to get pets and stuff. Oh, cute. Can we kidnap him? Well, uh, I guess we should be off. Okay. Skellywag, are you coming? Um, of course he's coming, Bill. <laughs> yeah, he's, again, he's just running around your feet. Uh, I think he sees you getting up into the carriage. Uh, and he just and he starts whimpering. He starts whimpering. He'd be no good here in Barovia with that old woman who's just crying all the time. He'd you know, be much better off with us. We give him a, a life on the road. Every dog's dream. You yeah. stick his nose out the window. 
Lucavia tumbles into our carriage by mistake and we don't notice until it's too late to return and with nothing we can do about it. And I think that's exactly what's happened just now. And she just stuffs him into the carriage. Yeah, and he, the, the moment you put him into the carriage, he go, he heads for one of the bags uh, and snuffles around it and, start, and pulls out a little bit of food and starts eating the food. And he's just, just like ravaging that food, basically. He's obviously incredibly hungry. Um, uh, maybe not fed for, for a day or two at this point oh poor boy can, can we just expedite the, the fact that i go back into bildred's store quickly buy some food for scallywag some yeah. crappy old meat and come back <laughs> i'll be one gold piece we have all this dead horse right here <laughs> yeah. all right you pay for the food you've got scallywag and you head back out on the road um towards the vistani camp um and again and then loris and the baron do a thing <laughs> i bet <laughs> yeah what is, is loris and, and the baron doing anything at the camp other than enjoying the festivities and learning the accordion and yeah. or is baron uh, are you yeah. using this time to to flick through your spell book or yeah i'm looking at my spell book before that though i'm just having a uh, little puff on my pipe and i am actually going to cast i've uh, pull out my pies and I stare at them and I think about this old lady and then I am going to cast a magic spell on my pies called oh, um, pies. Gentle Repose. Okay. <laughs> gentle Repies. <laughs> gentle, gentle Repies. <laughs> Can you tell me what Gentle Repose does? Well, normally it stops um, dead people from, um, you know, decomposing. Mm. I'm just going to stop my pies from going, uh, from rotting. Okay. I'll They're allow a day it. old. I'll allow it. They're meat pies. Okay. So, yeah. I, I like that, like, the best thing about this, in the description it says it's a pinch of salt that's needed as well as a few other bits and pieces. So I'm just imagining you just, like, seasoning these pies. Oh, they're salt, bay. Say, say, saying, like, a little thing. And, um, yeah, you're basically stopping these things from Anna, decomposing for the I, next 10 days. Wow. Yes. And also, because how many hours have they gone for in total? I mean... They're probably a good, at this point, uh, almost 24 hours since you received it. And then, no, no, no. How long have the, the other rest of the party gone? Oh, right, right, right. Depends on what time we're coming back to you guys, really. It's, you, we're just we're bouncing back to both you and Loris at whatever, mm. however many hours. And- I think it's been long enough for me to get a bit bored and then get way more drunk than I thought I was going to get. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and Loris, how about yourself? I'm just enjoying the booze with the um with the Vistani. I, I assume by now I've got his name, and we're just gonna be chatting about the horses and his ventures and yeah, yeah, yeah. You've you've got I'm to know a great time. Yeah, yeah. You've got to know him, Daryl, really well. Daryl, Daryl, Daryl. You've got to know Daryl incredibly well. Um, and and uh, you've definitely you've you've struck up a bit. You've you've had like a few things in common. Um, strangely enough, this guy likes an ale. He's uh, he 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 enjoys feats of strength, even though he's definitely um, not probably even the strongest one in this camp at the moment. Um, and he and he he wanted to learn or hear a bit more about how you were talking to the horses because now a few more drinks in, he actually thinks you were being serious. Because I was, <laughs> and, and no doubt I would have emphasized that a lot. Because I was being serious. Yeah, I can just imagine there's like a bit of a back and forth, like 
I was being, and he's like, yes, I know, but like, I think he's being serious. And like, I was being, <laughs> yeah, but like back and forth, just a couple of drunk people in front of the fire. And I think it's been about, um, what's that? So I'm just trying to add up some time here. Uh, it's been about three or four hours um, since the group left that um, they returned back down this path towards the Vistani camp. So we, the site, um, uh, Baron and Loris and Ismark and Irina C uh, coming down the hill is just this carriage with three horses. Um, American, you're at the reins. Bill and Molly, are you inside the carriage or are you sitting outside with American? I'm outside. Uh, you've got Scallywag on your, on your lap. <gasps> yeah, I do. Yeah, do. <laughs> how many? How many? How many seats up top? You, you'll have carriage? three at the at the on top. Oh, it'd be weird if I sat in, inside. <laughs> you just you could be in there playing some songs. You could be doing whatever you want to be doing. It doesn't have to be. Weird. Actually, you know what? Bill Bill's always want to be a fancy boy. He's gonna ride inside. Yeah, I th- and I think you're really enjoying this. You've seen thanks to your your past you've seen people live this kind of elegance and i think <laughs> you're like you get in and you stretch out and you're like yeah i'm meant to enjoy this and after a while you're just like why am i meant to enjoy this i'm just like <laughs> i'm just in a and so you keep trying to maybe i'll enjoy it better like this and you stretch a different way maybe i'm just ah, oh, maybe you don't, oh, just and you just don't really kind of understand it. it's just a fancy looking carriage you've been in a carriage and it's just a, a fancier looking one um cool and you guys make it down to this uh, the campsite um when they get back can i can I be so drunk that i've ended up in really colorful clothes <laughs> All right. give me and can I, we get I a wanna, montage I for that, get, please i want to get a charisma roll um out with, of my black with advantage oh. uh because yeah. you're drunk they're drunk everyone gets more charismatic when everyone's drunk <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, what am I rolling? Uh, just a charisma roll. Charisma with, oh, with advantage. Do I have any charisma? <laughs> Where's my probably my plus cool. zero? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a minus one. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, how can you have? Oh, so I'm, I'm a plus two actually. Here we go. Oh, double nines. So nine, uh, eleven. Okay. Um, I think 11 is you've convinced someone to give you like a, a jacket or they've convinced me oh, they've convinced you to oh i thought I you're trying I to, know, to like hey I I, no i think I, I don't know how it would have happened um, just get so drunk that uh yeah yeah okay well let's say yeah that, they've convinced you to put on this this uh jacket and it is it's incredibly yeah. bright like purples and yellows all right we're swapped but, like, <laughs> what's the charisma check is it how well it suits him <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's it's like, maybe, does it bring out his eyes. It's basically how uh, I, I used it to gauge how much he was convinced to put on. So he's not wearing like a full Vistani mm. outfit. Uh, he's just wearing like the the jacket, and someone else is wearing like you didn't have a jacket on. You had like a, I don't even know what. Uh, no, I've got like a sort of a red le- um, red velvet oh, blouse. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay, so I don't know if you've, you, so you've not, swapped. Uh, maybe you're dr- drunk enough, you've taken that blouse off, you were walking around like shirtless for a bit, and you swapped it with someone else, and they put on the, that, yeah. and you put on the jacket. So you've just got this open okay. jacket with, like, just skin underneath, like. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like Chris Angel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't have the shoes with bells on or nothing, but, okay. yeah. 
yeah. halfway. <laughs> so you guys are seeing, um, I think the Baron like stumbles out towards the, the carriage as it comes up as well. And like at first you don't really recognize him. Um, but Ismark and Irina are not, they, they don't seem drunk at all. They've been taking this quite seriously because they are keeping an eye out for any sort of form of attack. But Ismark um, sees Morley with the dog. He says, you found a dog. That's amazing. <laughs> I more found us, if I'm honest. I've never seen him before in my life. We certainly <laughs> didn't take him, if that's what you're implying, Ismark. Um. And I think the Vistani, one of the, the Vistani that sort of lends you the horses, he looks over and he sees like this, this carriage being, that was suited for four, being uh, guided by three horses. And he rolls his eyes. And he's like, oh, for Christ's sake. Um, and he brings someone else over and soon enough, uh, he pushes another guy out towards the horses and they come back with a fourth horse and starts uh, rigging that into the carriage. So you now have four horses. Um, American. Oh, now you're definitely that they... the fang now. Wait, sorry, sorry, Shannon? Oh, sorry, uh, Dave? Sorry, I was just like going to lean into uh, Daryl and say, oh, Daryl, you're definitely getting the fangs now, mate. That's awesome. <laughs> Pretty sure I was getting them before, Loris. Oh, <laughs> I'll guarantee it, 100%, or Morley won't come back. It's all good. Molly's just going to be like fashioning some teeth out of like something, (laughs) some twigs that he finds. Um, Anyway, sorry, Mirakin, what were you saying? Sorry, Mirakin. I just thought um, that maybe Bill twinkled his teeth at them and that really put them over the edge. How long did that last for? (laughs) It only lasts an hour. Oh, right. Okay. So, yeah, it's it's definitely well gone by the time. So, that really helped us. I'm really glad I did that spell (laughs) slot. Basically, very good spell, definitely. Definitely almost as good as fine traps. I'm really sorry, America. <laughs> you did look splendid, Bill. You did look splendid. Uh, I never know how to deal with the with the, the failure of a spell for you, American. Um, it's fine. It's just part of how You don't make it sound it like it's fine, so I just worry. I like, fine. To, I like to raz the spells. Right, right, right. Um, the best bits have always been when there's been... Uh, one of American's cantrips in like a really low stakes environment, but it's very specific and just works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, you guys find yourself back at the encampment. What do you guys want to do? Like, um, as Mark looks to the sky, and it is it's uh, it's coming up uh, on sunset at this this point. Um, he says, "I uh, I propose we camp here the night." Uh, Perhaps put Irina inside the the carriage and and test this test this uh, theory we have. It was a fact, not <laughs> <laughs> just a theory. Yeah, um, Irina. So sort of tu- just like gravity turns to you, Bill. And says, "I think. Thank you, thank you, Bill. Let's uh, let's do that." Um, Ismark, you just are you okay to stay up and keep an eye out? I can do whatever you want, uh, sis. I can sort that out. Not not a, not a worry. Um, we'll surely take shifts. I'll um, stay up with his mark and, and drink with him all night. Well, I'm not going to stop you from having a drink, big man, but I'll be holding off just as I've got my wits with, uh, with me tomorrow. Oh, God. Morris um, is not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So you've got, like, it's an evening ahead of you and then a night if you want to do a long rest. Uh, or you can decide You can decide when is going to be the best time to hit the road. Whenever it's like tells first us. thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Crack a dawn. 
crack of dawn. To travel in, in the light of day, I would say. Okay. Because as soon as you guys show up, I'm starting to talk about pies and how we're going to find that pie lady. <laughs> <laughs> and you're showing off. You your guys leg. are back quick. <laughs> Just shirt, like shirtless with a jacket on, <laughs> rambling about pies, just start grabbing people like, the pie lady, the pie lady. You guys are hardly gone for 10 minutes. Let's get to the pies. <laughs> you haven't been a, you haven't, oh, look. Oh, Whoa. Oh. Your face is over there. Your face is gone. Move. Yeah, Got it. Face is back. Um, Took it back. <laughs> Do you start doing like. Yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say, um, no. Brintel does. Do you start doing like close up Chris Angel magic to people? <laughs> Certainly hope so. <laughs> a couple more drinks and I reckon I will. Is that when you like pull like something through a piece of glass or something? Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> can you give me a constitution saving throw, please, uh Brintel? Stop calling like him that. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> I am finding it weird. I'm a plus one. A two plus one. You are finding, now that you're in that drunken state, you are finding yep. those pies really. I know, I was already looking at them you've been You've been spending a bit of time with them. You've been casting your magic off on them. You've dusted them off a little bit and you're looking at them <laughs> and you're, they're being, they're very hard <laughs> to restrain yourself <laughs> from. That is exactly what it's like. At this point. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to choose your character action mm. for you, but with a roll of a three, what do you think yeah. that would us, mean? Just, is, he, is he just thinking about eating them, or yeah? Well, yeah, I'm not going to. Magic over them. Oh, you yeah, is my command. Jesus. <laughs> like, how long have you been spending on a boat, man? Like, come on. <laughs> oh, Barovian Bar- pie. <laughs> no, um, I was thinking about this already. Like. Shit, would I eat the pie because I'm getting drunk? But then I was thinking, fuck, I hate this old lady so mm. much. <laughs> I'm going to eat her pies. So I might do another roll. Can we, see, will... can we see him struggling with pie conflict in his mind and heart? But, but see, the two the same, is how drunk I am. At the same time, the Baron loved it. Like it was friggin' yeah. delicious. Yeah. And it had no effect on you. You were just like, no. this was amazing. So no, you- it's more the hatred of the, the woman and her pies, and I want to smash them in her face. <laughs> okay. So that's why, you know, should I eat it or should I smash it with the pie? So um, I'm going to do a charisma roll, I think. Okay. Okay. What, so what before you roll, what? Oh, okay. If I get it high, then I won't eat it. If I get it low, I will eat it. So <laughs> I got a 13. Okay. You decide. 13. I'd say a 13 is enough for you to decide for yourself whether you can push past that just hunger hold off. for it or not. I'm just going to have a nibble. <laughs> You're going to have a nibble. A nibble. Okay, you... you, you <laughs> Just like a, a bit of a pie. Yeah, you're just... You're kind a of bite. like... <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> just going to... Just one big bite. Yeah, you look down at it. You look down at it and you're kind of like, that fucking old woman. <laughs> and then you look down at it and you're like, but it was yeah. really good. And you're like, no, but like she tried to kidnap a woman. And then before you know yeah. it, you're, it's already don't in your it's already in your hand. Food. And while you're thinking about her and you know the possibility of finding her at the mill, you're just thinking like about, you're just like hate eating. You're just without even thinking, <laughs> while you're thinking about the other things, you're just taking little bites from it. Yeah, yeah. Just taking no. little bites. 
You need to. Can any of us like uh, see him doing this? Because we know there's like poison in the pie. You don't know there's poison. I'm not going to let him do it. None of your characters know that there's poison in the pie. Oh, we don't know. Oh, he should cast sleep on him. Okay, and we just think we just think that they're all you guys know. No, no, we know that. Do we know they're highly addictive? We know that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We did get told that, so we know there's drugs in the pie. You know that there's like some kind of hit that you get off them. Yeah, but it doesn't seem to do anything. Yeah. So you take a couple of bites. Mm-hmm. Do, do, you, do you finish it? Oh, I'm going to eat a half a pie with a roll of a 13. Okay. And I'm going to look at it. Yeah, and I'll finish it. Okay. Might as well finish it. Yeah, you get it. halfway. Yeah, <laughs> you get halfway and it is like. No one's ever eaten half a pie. Yeah, I know. Yeah, oh, once it's you unrealistic. Get it, it is yeah. just as amazing as that last one. But I, I am going to need. <laughs> A constitution saving throw, please. Okay. Well, constitution. I got a plus one. You're in a safe. Sp- you're in a safe space. Shannon. You're such a pusher man, DM. <laughs> yeah, I oh, here we go. A seven plus one, so it's an eight. Okay. Can you also give me a D four? Yeah. Here we go. A four. Okay. Okay. Okay, the moment you finish this pie, the mo- the moment you're just like you're f- you're licking your fingers, you're licking <laughs> each of your fingers this time, and yeah. you're already pretty drunk as it is, but you just yeah. like you just stop, like time just stops for you. You just can't move, and you become just completely incapacitated. To anyone on on the outside, you're just like staring mm. off in a standing position. You're just like staring off towards the water. <laughs> And you're just you're not moving. Yeah. There's there's a complete glazed look to your face. The water's not even moving. But what's happening in your mind? Oh, actually, you, you can probably detail this for me. What would be the most amazing thing that the Baron could even dream of? <laughs> oh, total equality for all the human race. Yeah, and yeah, the dead and the undead and the living. You the age of Aquarius, <laughs> age of Aquarius. For the next, for the next eight hours, you oh. are just lost in this completely believable world of yeah. living and dead, living side by side, beautifully. Mm-hmm. Just like there's no hatred, no no mm-hmm. towards the dead. The dead can vote. And marry and and do everything that a, a living person can, and you are just living like days, um, in this in this world inside your head wow. for the next eight hours. Imagine, <laughs> um, but we'll say it, it, it would be eight hours if, unless obviously anything <laughs> happens to you. So if if you if you're just left to your own devices, you'll just be in the state for the next eight hours. Right, as far as I know, that's just, yeah, that's what's happening. Yeah, the, what the rest of you have seen is just um, the Baron sort of like muttering to himself about the old lady and then he's sort of dusted off this pie and he started eating it. And before you notice, he's finished it off. And he's just like smiling. He's just smiling and he's just looking off towards the, the river and he's just glazed over and he's just is not, he's completely non-responsive. Is Baron close sitting? Well, um, that's a good question. It's, uh, I've just got my vest on, my chest out, my arms wide. Arms wide open. Great night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he's, he's I not like next if to I, If I did see him eating the pie, honestly, 
even if I knew there was drugs in it, I probably would be less like, well, that's just normal Baron. He's, yeah. You know, he knows he knows how to handle himself, yeah. maybe, I you, think. Drug use isn't out of, like, the norm for what you know of, of Baron. And so he's he's well, he's probably closer to the where the horses are than sitting with Daryl and, and Loris. And he's just now spacing out. Talking I'm to the horses. Loris is kind of in his drunken haze, kind of looking around, maybe notices um, Baron's kind of wandered off towards the horses. Just going to tap Daryl on the knee, just hang on a second. Just going to sort out my mate. Toddle off to, to where um, the Baron is and just kind of, Yoo-hoo, Baron, you okay in there? Woo-hoo. Yeah, there's like no <laughs> response. Doesn't respond. I'm just kind of going to pick him up gently in my arm and take him to the carriage, and just going to lay him on the, in the carriage and go, and and just going to go back to the others and go. I think he's out for the night. You're just tucking him into bed. That is like, beautiful. Bed. I, th- I, I think he's out for the night. I love that, Baron. You don't. What a bro man. You don't experience any of this. You don't notice or and feel any change in your body. No, nothing. You're still living in this amazing utopia. Um, and yeah, yeah. What and, a legend. And Zoris just comes over and he's waving in front of your eyes and he's obviously <laughs> concerned and he, he picks you up and he, he puts you, are you putting him into the carriage or? Yeah, into yeah, the he, carriage, just kind of to, a, to the side in some gentle position. Loris and I, Irina's already kind of curled up on one of the um, uh, seats inside the carriage and she notices you coming in and sees you just sort of like this, this big Goliath <laughs> just putting this kind of frail little human um, t- and lying him down on the other side, and just, she just gives you a smile and sort of closes her eyes and tries to get to sleep. Um, is there anything the rest of you want to do before calling it a night? Um, I'm helping take watch. Okay, cool. Around around the caravan. Cool. Uh, Molly, you American? Anything from you too? I'll do the same. I'll, I'll go on shift. Okay. All right. Um, that's cool because I yeah that's fine. So I think the the two. Um, uh, elves or the elf and the half elves can sort of just do four hour rest. Is that right? Is that the same for you, Bill? Or do you need the full eight hours? I need a full eight. Okay, that's cool. With with the but I also I also think Ismark is helping. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So you guys take turns, uh, and it's a pretty uneventful night. The by the um you, you've sort of been watching the the bonfire slowly become unattended, and, and as everyone drunkenly makes their way back to their tents and and carriages and stuff, um and. Uh, wow. Go, <laughs> yeah, Loris. I think <laughs> at, at a certain point you're you're kind of just curled up next to the um the fire, the dying bonfire. Um, you're definitely not in a state to um keep an eye out at this point. Um, Molly, you have a pretty uneventful night as well. But American, your dreams um were inc- are incredibly vivid this night. Uh, and there's this the the weirdest um sensation of uh. There's this really vivid imagery of this house, like this moving house. Like, is it a house on legs? It's just this image you have of this house on legs making its way across the land. Um, you don't really make any sense of it. It's just a an image that you see. Um, and you can, in this dream, you, you are standing, you're in your, your form and you look to your sides and your party is there with you. Um, and there's just uh, yeah a, a house on legs moving across the land, um, and before you notice, uh, before you can really question much, you wake up um, to the sound of of um, the Baron, just like, like not in agony, but he's got a sore head from from the drinking, and it's morning now. The sun's mm. is shining as best as it can do, so it's probably good for Baron's hangover that it's so overcast. Um, <laughs> but Baron, you. Oh. 
the reality that you are no longer, you, you're not actually in this utopia comes crashing down on you. Uh. You suddenly remember where you are, the situation you're in, and also that people do hate the dead and you're kind of like, shit. Mm. Um, and most of the undead I've met are jerks. Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> the reality of the situation really hits home and you look at the pouch with the two remaining pies in it. Mm -hmm. And you know that that is just a pie away. <laughs> that mm -hmm. that world you. is just one pie away. But I know it was the pie that did it. Um, yes. Yeah. You're very, you're aware that how you can Tempting. get back to that world is through that pie. Basically you spent like a week in that world in what was mm -hmm. just overnight. People knew you, people liked you, people, mm brought you into People their houses like and me. families and some of them were dead and some of them weren't. And it was amazing. Oh my God. It's, you know, this place is so drab and depressing. Mm. I'm just going to lie down and not move for a while. Mm. Cool. But the rest of and you, then I'm going to wonder how I got my jacket. Um, <laughs> the rest of you sort of um, rise and, and start getting your stuff ready. And, and uh, is Mark is already tending to the horses, making sure that they're, you know, he's giving them a look over, making sure, uh, they're good. And he's pretty impressed with the quality of the horses he's got. And he walks over to Loris and gives him just like a little nudge with his foot. Um, and he's, he says, uh, you did a great job with the horses. Uh, this is amazing. Thank you so much, Loris. Anytime. Yeah. How's Loris feeling? With, um, well, I, I guess I should roll a constitution to, to kind yeah, of yeah. To, to check, check on that really. Cause you know, <laughs> roll, for roll. Hangover. roll for hangover. It's a constitution. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I guess. Um, I roll a 23. You are surprisingly well. You are surprised. You're almost too, you're almost chipper. That was like a load off. The amount of drinking and the amount of camaraderie that you had with these, these folk, you're actually feeling pretty, pretty happy, pretty on top of the world. You so handle Lawrence your alcohol very well. Spry as sits up. Yeah, I'm good. Where's, where's Baron? And totals off to the, um, the, 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 the carriage just to check on his, on his little friend. Mm. Sees that he's lying in there. Baron, you okay, man? Yeah. Oh, you're looking a bit down. No, I'm all right. Okay, you you just stay here. You, you'll be fine. And he toddles back off to his mark. Um, a single tear rolls down Baron's. Oh, <laughs> it's not okay. Oh my god, he's, an addict. Oh my god, he's not okay. We need to put him on suicide watch. Um, I think at this point. Uh, Ismark sort of walks over to Morley and says, I was I was going to say something last night, uh, but um, no luck with the big guy? He didn't want to come. He didn't want to come. Well, he maybe he did want to come, but uh, Bildreth is a hard customer to do business with. Bill is your man to talk about how that went down. I don't think it went how Bill was expecting either. Bill, tell me tell me more, Bill. Um, yeah, something tells me we're not going to be able to convince Bildreth that his nephew should come. But I think if we believe in what Madame Avis is and that uh, our paths will intersect, I think our paths will intersect. That's the best way to look at it, I'd say. Uh, maybe maybe going and having that conversation was exactly what needed to happen. Yes, Mark, um, you're the burgomaster. Don't you have any sway over the townsfolk? Maybe it should have been you that asked. Who knows? Uh, you never know. You never know. Um, only the, with, uh, the, whole, the whole village knows what happened with Doru. Uh, the whole village has been... Grieving for the priest, it's a, I'd say it's a pretty hard ask, no matter no matter who it was coming from. I can't demand my people um, into battle. It no, wouldn't be fitting. No, of course. Um, 
like I said, you never know. This, uh, uh, if Madam Ava sees it, if the cards say it'll happen, then surely it'll happen. Um, and Ismark sort of walks off towards Scallywag and just gives him a little bit of a scratch, uh, a little bit of a pat. He's like, this dog is amazing. Um, <laughs> he's loving it. Okay. <laughs> Great dog, though. <laughs> and Irina, Irina steps out of the, the carriage and she's got a rapier by her, sword, uh, by her side um, and says, well, uh, should, we, should we get going? It's uh, nice and early. We should be able to make it to Velaki before uh, sundown. There were no interruptions overnight? It was, again, as, as airy as it was heading back to Barovia and back, there was, there was nothing. There was almost no, no animal calls no, nothing. It was a very still night, eerily so. Not even a bird in the sky. <laughs> not, not anywhere near where you were for the entire night. Hmm. That's almost too suspicious. I'm going to roll a d4 and see what season I end up. Okay, with perfect. <laughs> and I'm going to be mumbling, oh, it's such a vivid dream. I've rolled a one and I'm winter. So I'm going to be like, I had the most vivid dream. Could it mean anything? Am I becoming great like Ava? No, no, nothing but doom befalls us. Walking house, a walking house. What could it mean? American, why don't you toddle over to Madame Ava and see if she'll give you some insight before we head off for the day? A graceful lady like myself toddling? I don't think so. Someone's woken up on the wrong side of season this morning. (laughs) I will elegantly walk, sir. You get yourself there any way you see fit. I just think she's will. in this mood. We need to keep her away from the Baron. He will set her off. <laughs> I don't. I don't feel the need to bother Madam Ava. Okay, okay. I'm going to get out of here. All right, let's go. Okay, um, American, you need to be skulking in the front of the carriage anyway, driving the driving the horses. I'm, so yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna roll animal handling. No. <laughs> you can, <laughs> if you want to roll animal handling, you, you're absolutely welcome to. Haha, uh-huh. I have. To, I, it's actually one of my best skills. So let me just roll a net one. A net one. <laughs> but it's still a thirteen. Uh, no, it's not. I don't it? even know. Oh no, that's the. Um, that was your previous roll. It's a six plus. It's a seven plus six. Okay, yeah, perfect. That's that's a lot better. What? Yeah, yeah. The um, yeah, the horses sort of almost. It seems like they almost greet you as you uh, walk past them to get up onto the uh, the back of the carriage. Um, and the rest of you get. Is there any specific uh, like? Format for everyone now. So we've got Ismark, Irina, uh, and the five of you, um, as well as Scallywag. So where, where's everyone in this carriage? American on the front Loris, with the reins. Loris is just going to walk along the side of the carriage, and before anyone leaves off, he's just going to point um, to the big one, to Axel, and to, to tell American, that one's Axel. Just, oh, yeah, nice. Just so you know. And yeah, oh. I'm just going to walk, walk alongside the carriage quite happily. Is it a hard Get on the top roof? Um, it is. It's it's a very expensive hard topped roof um, carriage. I'm going to lie on top of it. I'm <laughs> coming down from my trip. <laughs> yeah, perfect. It's not going to be very comfortable, Baron. I don't care. Oh, I'm just going to um, <laughs> lie down. Are we, we going to have an emo off? Is that what's to, happening? The pair of them. It's going to be who's the saddest of them all. <laughs> um, We're like, I see your attitude, and I raise you a. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so you, you guys head away from um, the camp uh, back up. Oh, sorry, uh, Morley. I was actually um, wondering if I could use this this travel time to ask Bill 
um, something I've been wanting to ask him since I first uh, re-met him, actually, about his his state of financial affairs. My, f- Sorry, what, <laughs> what's the question? Rich or poor? Word had reached me that you had uh, come into some money, and uh, truth be told, I'm looking for an investor myself for a business venture. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, what's the uh, what's the venture? You know, you know my kombucha, and I, I pass uh, Bill a bottle. Take a sip. Take a sip. Is this the kombucha that you bought? Is this the kombucha that you this bought is, from? This is uh, the kombucha I bought. So take a sip of that. No. Okay. Yep. Take a sip. Average, right? Absolutely average. Not the best you've tried. Now, do you remember <laughs> my kombucha, my home brewed kombucha? Aye. Well. Wouldn't you like to get in on the ground floor of the captain's kombucha? All I need is a few thousand gold. Oh, yeah. Tell me more. I tell you what. You think on it. You think on it while we travel. Yeah. Let you, that swimmer idea swim around. You, you deliver that. And, and what we see is just that carriage, like, the, um, climbing the hill up out of the Vistani campment. Um, after 45 minutes, you're back at the top of that hill where the gallows were, where you saw that body, where Bill, where you saw yourself as a corpse. Um, and you can see now that the path uh, that you haven't taken yet is a, bit, a little less um, noticeable on the ground, but you, you follow it up. But this is where things get really steep. The climb from here uh, looks to go incredibly high up. So it's going to be quite a, a slow, uh, treacherous um, journey up this hill, even even with horse sorry, and carriage. Sorry, could you ping where we are? Yep, uh, this was where the gallows were, where the little token is. Right, so we went south again. So now you're heading sort of south, which winds its way up uh, north as well. Um, and uh, sort of Ismark lets you know that uh, it shouldn't be too long before we reach uh, a, a bridge with quite an amazing view. Uh, and it might be worth just taking a quick look. Can I just ask a really dumb question? Sure. Is there a reason why we didn't just go north of the camp? Um, I wanted to expedite that because if you had gone north, you would have seen a bridge a thousand foot above you and no way to get up there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Oh, so that's elevated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this whole area is an incredibly cool. steep climb up. Very good reason why we didn't. Yeah, I, didn't, I, I was going to, I was toying with the idea of letting you know, you guys pick which way you were to go. And then I was like, well, you've got a car- carriage. Even if you wanted to climb, you're not going to get the carriage and horses up. So it doesn't matter. Let's just not, let's just not do it. Mm-hmm. Um, Bit of a shit carriage then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't go off cliffs. So you follow this dirt road for a good um, two, two hours uh, as it clings to the side of this mountain and ends before this arching bridge of mold encrusted stone that spans just this natural chasm. Uh, there are gargoyles clo- uh, cloaked in black moss perched on the corners of this bridge, their frowns weather worn. On the mountainous side of the bridge off to the uh, west, you can see a waterfall spilling down into a misty pool nearly a thousand feet below. This pool feeds a river that meanders into the, fro- the fog shouted fog-shrouded pines uh, that blanket the valley. And you can follow that river back down, and um, off in the distance you can see just the small Vistani camp you were at hours ago. Um, on the other side of this bridge is just uh, hills, hills in this path what, um, winding their way around these hills. Um, and yeah, This pool. Other, I can, this pool, is there any white sun on this pool? 
Um, not that you can, not that you can see it. Like the, you're like, what are you, what are you specifically looking for? Are you looking for like sun shining a beam? It just reminded me of the Madame Ava saying that look west and find a pool blessed by white sun, and then we'll find a sword of sunlight there. Hmm. So I'm looking uh, for a pool blessed by white sun. That's all I've got to go on. Yeah, I think Ismark sort of mentions uh, check this view out. And um, you sort of roll over on the top of the carriage and see the view of the waterfall and the pool uh, deep below. And you kind of remember what Madame Ava said, and you're looking for any hint of um, of sun maybe shining through the clouds or anything that could be what the cards read, and you're not seeing any indication, especially mm-hmm. from a 1,000 feet above it, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, and you take this on and you continue, and you continue for um, – maybe another hour before coming to uh, some crossroads. Um, John. I was just going to ask, is the, is the day as calm as it was yesterday? The day is still incredibly calm. You've heard a couple of birds this time, but they've been few and far between. The wind is in- incredibly still. You heard the, the, um, the, 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 it was so clear of a day in regards to silence that the sound of that waterfall, even though it was so far away and the water hitting a thousand feet below you was coming up uh, crystal clear. Um, it's still an incredibly overcast day. And, um, but there, there doesn't seem to be any, it just, if you almost feel relaxed with how calm it, it feels, um, but you continue along yeah. on this. Part. Oh, sorry. Oh, it doesn't, it, it feels unnaturally still though. Right. I don't feel it. That would relax me. It'd put me on edge. Can I do like a perception check? Yeah, what are you what are you trying to what are you trying to perceive? I just I want to use my nature whatnots to just know if this is naturally still or if this is like the animals and everything is quiet. And yeah, it's strange. Yeah. Um. So you rolled an eleven plus six. Um. Compared to Barovia, compared to your experience in Barovia, this is quite strange. Um. So this is even more dreary than Barovia. Take take Barovia and then minus out any sort of natural animals and wildlife and and the stillness in the air is is yeah. Now you mention it. Now you think about it. You're not even sure if you've ever felt air this still. Oh, I'm gonna say now that I think of it, I don't know if I've ever felt air this still. This is unnatural. This is strange. This is this is not right. And as Mark says, uh, it's I've never I've never felt this before. This is. A little unnerving. Be on guard. Um, okay, we're just going to continue. Uh, like I said, it's about another another hour passes. Um, and even here in the mountains, uh, now that you've traveled up into these this mountainous area, this climb so high up, the forest and the fog are inescapable. Um, ahead, the dirt road splits into two, widening towards the east. There you see patches of cobblestone suggesting that the eastern branch was once an important thoroughfare. Um, and at when you reach that crossroads, uh, Ismark does mention, uh, that, uh, that leads us to, to Ravenloft. Um, and he sort of goes a little quiet. Oh, can we see Ravenloft from here? Is um, that it there? You can't see. Oh, actually, probably, you probably could see it from there. The, the road does wind off around the hills and mountainous sort of area that you're on. Uh, and you can just see the top of one of the spires um, off in the distance. Um, and the the northern path 
you can see just uh, a little further up the road is a similar gate to what you all um, saw when entering Barovia the first time. On the other mm. side of the gate this time, this old rusty gate, uh, you can see two giant statues on the on the opposite side. Ravenloft is that? Is that where Strad Strad lives there? Mm. So this house. Should we go pay him a visit? <laughs> you both go pull his fangs out, <laughs> yes, Morley. Let, let's go bring the, his prey right to his door. Incredible idea. I was being <laughs> slightly sarcastic, American. Let, let's when, not when, be too eager to, to pull the man's fangs out, Morley. I, come I, I was they only making <laughs> a bit of a joke. Let's not being serious, Morley, I, with you. I feel we all Morley. understood that as hyperbole. When you suggest it, though, what? Morley, there's just a, a small pickup of wind from the west oh. that just like feels like it's guiding you towards the east, towards Ravenloft. And you all feel that. And as Mark mm. says, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying we, we I, uh, the wind? I suggest we get Irina to safety as quickly as possible. I think that would be a very good idea, Bill. I agree. Mm. Oh, let's go. Let's keep on moving. So you guys, is the gate closed? The gate is currently closed. Uh, but you might remember the last gate that you went up to. The moment yeah. you approached it, it just opened. So you can always... It's an automatic door. Yeah, yeah. Like these automatic doors. Like the opposite of a gate, I think we... Yeah. So the carriage yeah. that you're in is kind of facing sort of northeast by the time you get to the crossroads. And, and Mirican, uh, you're staring it towards the northwest, towards the gate. Yeah, whichever way is not Ravenloft. Thank mm. you very much. And Loris, you've been sort of just following alongside... Yeah, um, just walking alongside, watching for Baron, j- just in case he falls. Because, mm. you know, he's riding on top of the carriage on a dirt road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the American, you turn the horses to the northeast um, and you travel a good 30 feet before just this bolt of lightning strikes across the sky and there's this big boom of thunder um, hits. And Loris, from behind you, um, you... Where there was no one before, you just you hear a voice, um, and this voice, this voice says, "You, you were meant to bring her to me. How, how disappointing! How very disappointing!" And uh, Is Ismark pokes his head out of the carriage and says, "Strad." Getting Dicey is an independent podcast, so your support means the earth to us. Check out our Twitter at Getting Dicey for links to our live stream and how you can support us further. We live stream once a week, so come check out the costumes, overlays, and filters that we use to help make watching that little more exciting. Uh, we also have a link to our Discord, so you can come chat to us and each other about D&D and what's happening in the campaign. Uh, lastly, if you're liking what we're doing, we'd appreciate that you rate and review us on iTunes. Every little bit of support helps.